Hey, what's up, guys? Pizza Mind here. We have a very special episode today. This is a YouTube show that we've just started called the Crypto Rundown. If you don't follow us on YouTube, go at Crypto 101 Podcast. Follow us, subscribe on YouTube. Uh, we're going to be giving you the hot news of the week and some uh, a little more uncensored commentary over there. It's much more of a, an entertaining focus show versus the educational crypto 101 podcast not that there isn't enough to learn over there um but it's a slightly different take but we're gonna bring it to you today and see what you guys think and if you like it go over to youtube at crypto 101 podcast follow us there to keep track of our brand new show the crypto rundown so without and ado, you also get to see pizza mind's amazing shirts and outfits that he always has that anybody who's listening just on audio uh, they're not getting the full Pizza Mind experience. They're definitely not. Um, I couldn't <laughs> give away the full Pizza Mind experience and still be employed at this company, but I'll do the best I can on YouTube without demonetizing us. So without further ado, here is this week's episode of the Crypto Rundown. Hope you enjoy it. All right, everybody, man, back uh, with the crypto rundown. Bryce, Pizza Mine, got some uh, main contributors here as well, the Brendans. Uh, but no, I'm excited for this week because last week was what I call the craziest week of my crypto career, my crypto existence. Uh, Pizza Mine, I, I, I dodged some bullets. I felt like Neo in the Matrix, just watching my life flash before my eyes. And uh, here I am, standing alive. Uh, a lot of people didn't make it out of FTX alive, which is really sad. It's uh, it's a scary time. And uh, man, you know, I, I, I think we were just, you know, kind of talking about before we hit record about Solana. Like, does Solana even have a future after Sam Bankman-Fried, who was the largest proponent of Solana, uh, is now, you know, practically Bernie Madoff 2.0. Yeah, well, I was just at Solana Breakpoint, which is the most hilariously ironic name now for a conference. Uh, but Literally. I don't think this is actually going to be the end of Solana. There's a lot more than SBF and FTX Ventures that are backing this. There's a lot more passion from a lot more developers that really believe in this technology. The question is, do any of them still have funding? Because some of the terms of these investments that they had to keep their funds on FTX... Yeah, so, like the, the new projects that were incubated by Alameda Research and FTX and stuff. Yeah. You're, you're saying that they, those projects had to keep their treasuries on FTX. And, and that's what I heard as well. So that could mean the, like a death spiral in a lot of those Solana projects. So I think that that ecosystem, be. I think that that entire ecosystem should generally be avoided. Now, of course, we're just a bunch of random guys off the internet. This is not investment advice. We are not financial advisors. We're just kind of saying what we think uh, is a little bit of the way of the future. Uh, but what I'm scared about is not just the Solana ecosystem, which could kind of be a contained, toxic sort of uh, environment. I'm scared about another Bitcoin. Uh, sorry, uh, I'm scared about another BitBoy prophecy coming true. Now, mm. just days before the FTX collapse, days before BitBoy goes on this rant about the devil incarnate living in the flesh of two human beings, one being Sam Bankman-Fried, the other, Brian Armstrong, CEO and founder of Coinbase, 
who I happen to be an admirer of. Uh, I like the guy. I like the project that he's built. I hope I'm not cursing it, but if BitBoy was, uh, if BitBoy was right about SBF, is he going to be right about the beloved Brian Armstrong from Coinbase? Well, I've what do you guys off think? my background, and we're going to be putting up a BitBoy bingo card, and we're going <laughs> to see what of his predictions come true. Oh, over the man. rest of the year. God, I hope at, Coinbase ends up being okay. The races of BitBoy. We're a pro BitBoy now. That, hey, <laughs> you know, well, the, the good guys got to gather together. We can't have silly little infighting about things that don't matter. Um, yeah. What does matter is pushing DeFi forward, pushing finance forward. And, and keeping customer funds safe, right? So that yeah. we have a place to shepherd everything, yes. right? At the end of the day, that's right. Coinbase is, you know, supposedly legit. Uh, we always tell everybody, cold storage, cold storage, hardware wallets, uh, not your keys, not your coins. Take them off into your uh, your devices. Use the best safety software. Um, but at the end of the day, people need exchanges uh, to go in between bank accounts, to go in between coins. Is nowhere safe. Well, Brandon, wake, what do you think? Well, in the wake of this, we have to understand who Sam Bankman-Fried and FTX had ties with, right? He had ties with a lot of politicians, uh, with a lot of politicians, a lot of really large investors, people like Kevin O'Leary. And Kevin O'Leary just came out and kind of talked about it all. He said, "Hey, my entire investment in FTX has gone to zero, and me and many other people in my same boat." who have this kind of relationship with FTX and have this kind of exposure, we will not be investing in crypto until this gets regulated and the time is now. Mm. And so in this recent interview that he was talking about, he said that him and a, brother, and, a, and a bunch of other individuals are going to fly to DC and demand regulation from the SEC in a new way. And they said, it's not gonna happen mm. like a year from now, they want it now. And they wanna see this so that this never happens again. And so that kind of raises the question, you know, Sam Bankman-Free had the relationship with all of these, like really- He spent all of his customer funds on uh, lobbying the Democrats. Yeah, I mean, it's the people that he screwed over here are the powerful people. And it creates this, this imbalance. And it's like, what's going to happen with regulation next? Because he kind of pissed off the wrong people. Yeah, no, I yeah, heard, and I don't know if it's accurate, but I heard the average customer balance of FTX was something like $600,000 was, is that right? Um, I mean, that that's a huge, huge average account balance, if if that's true. Um, but I don't know. It because that was really the institutional exchange. Like there were it some was, retail yeah. guys on there, but. I mean, we saw, we've already seen first... posts. Of every, you know, uh, you know, not every, but you know, several different crypto hedge funds blowing up amongst this. This is this is crazy. People on Twitter yeah. saying, "Hey, my fund got blown up on this." FTX was the very first exposure for many of the world's largest institutions into crypto, including BlackRock. So, yeah, it's a big deal. Um, now, if regulations are coming, just let them make sense, like having to show proof of reserves proof of liabilities, you know, even if it's monthly or quarterly audits that have to be made public, that's yeah. fine. Just don't pass rules that don't make sense or hamper the industry because you're now under pressure to just do something. Uh, the worst thing you can do is just do something for the sake of doing something to get people off your back. But mm. people have gone to DC many times before and said, let's work together to make rules that make sense. And the SEC has plainly said no. 
Hester Pierce came on a couple days ago and made a video saying that they dropped the ball on this because there's many players that have come from the industry trying to work with them, and they've just flat-out refused and instead gone after people like Kim Kardashian for costing people money. Are you serious? Like, this is the U.S. regulatory government body that is supposed to now protect Kevin O'Leary? Get the fuck out of here. I have no faith in that. So CZ today, who also doesn't have faith in this, nor should he, says we as an industry need to come together and form a governing body that's going to pass standards that we're going to hold ourselves to, whether they're legally enforceable or not. We're going to say what works. We're going to share it with everyone else. So this kind of crap doesn't happen again. And he's going to even bring in like other third party organizations that have done this for other industries in the world. So great. Fantastic. And it's open for all the big players to join. So this leads me to the next question because I've been listening to Twitter spaces for like 50 hours over this past (laughs) weekend and no one's willing to name names that we still need to get rid of out of this industry. Because let me pose you this, guys. Let's say FTX did get bailed out of their $9 billion hole. And it was still uncovered that they did all this fraud and all this mismanagement and all this insider trading and all the horrible things they've done, but they were still able to cover customer deposits. Would they still be in business today and would people still be doing business with them? Uh, no, you can't. You know, they've, they've muddied their name. They've muddied their name. The name FTX will go down in infamy. I don't think that they could ever recover. Um, I mean, that, that, that's so... It defies it logic, so, right? Yeah, I mean, to me, it's the easiest answer I've ever had to answer. Like, uh, But let me play devil's advocate with you. Let me play devil's advocate with you because there's plenty of good guys who have been in this industry for all a decade now whose names and reputations stand above all else. And there's plenty of guys who have been in this industry for almost a decade whose reputations are horrible and deplorable. Horrible. And yet they're still here. And they're still here. Tivo, pull up CoinGecko. Let's go through some of these tokens that are okay. still around, that still have billion-dollar market caps. Let's go through some of these exchanges that we know are bullshit. It's time to call out names of who we need to get rid of in this industry before we can really, really go forward. And I hope regulators are watching this. Nobody really, wants really to be do. on Pizza Mind's shit list, I'll tell you that. No, you shouldn't be. <laughs> because I'm a very forgiving kind of person. You have to really fuck up to get on my shit list. For example, I'm not even going to mention Tether. We're giving them the pass. Moving on. <laughs> Number seven, XRP, the native token of the XRPL ledger, not of Ripple, of XRPL, which is fucking useless and almost nothing is built on it. Uh, Dogecoin is really the eighth most amazing productive thing that this industry has made. That's absolutely ridiculous. Uh, Continuing down the list, same thing with Shiba. Absolute garbage. Uh, OKB. You're giving Cardano a pass? Giving Cardano a pass. They're really trying to build something of value and that takes time. That's fine. (laughs) Trying to be more dev friendly. That was the big thing is that the developers yeah. didn't hey. want to go to them because it was too much of a hassle, but at least they're trying. Yeah. A Haskell. Even. Yeah. A Haskell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Giving Cardano a pass for now. For now. Okay. Um, we're just going to say the obvious shit. Like 
We can still succeed as an industry with Cardano. Like, tw- don't twenty percent um, of uh, Crypto.com's customers own Shiba Inu or something like that? They do. Yeah, Shiba Death has been one. the biggest gateway drug into crypto. So, I don't know how these um, things yeah. catch fire. They have Pathetic more SHIB thing. than they do Ethereum. That's just so disappointing. Well, hey, th- that tells me that they're honest about their reporting, at least. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Uh, OKB. Let's see. The native exchange token of OKX, I think. No, don't or skip over Solana. Don't skip yeah, over Solana. Uh, that, that thing we'll, we'll is, have to a, see is about a hot Solana. button. It's a hot button hey, issue right Solana now. Solana doesn't need to go to zero for us to succeed. I don't know. It may go to zero anyway. I think uh, it's, I think it it's a loaded radioactive bomb. Uh, Solana. Bryce, what, yes. Bryce, what, what has yes. more staying power over the next month, Doge or Solana? Doge. A million Ugh. times over. A million what? times over. It, it unfortunately, unfortunately, Solana's biggest supporter and large, largest advocate was Sam Bankman Fried, who is now this decade's financial criminal. I mean, this is yeah. This right. is bonkers so, to think that Solana could could bounce back as quickly. I mean, it, it was one of the most collateralized assets by Alameda, uh, and so there, there's going to be forced selling after forced selling. Um, it just it, it breaks you know my heart. Even bigger it breaks my heart because they had legit technology. They had legit technology. Uh, you know, Anatoly Yakovenko and, and and Raj, like they they're good actors in the space. I think that they might have gotten conned a little bit by SBF and, and having a lot of you know his support um, and, yep. and FTX's support and all the FTX projects that were you know kind of in Solana projects that were you know locked up on FTX that are now. You know, the treasuries are blown yeah. up. And See, it's a tragedy. It's, it's I'm horrible. rooting for those it's guys. It's horrible. I'm, I'm rooting, rooting for, for him. You were just at Solana Breakpoint. You came back. You were so excited. Yeah. There's a million of brilliant things. And then this shitstorm yeah. comes and kicks the industry in the dick. And now we're here. Yeah. You know, at yeah, least right, Doge still right, has right their biggest advocate, right? Doge's biggest advocate is Elon. And he, <laughs> at least they have an advocate now. Whereas if you look at Solana, their biggest advocate was... Sam Bankman free. I guess the jury's still out on Elon, though. I mean, the jury's still out. He buys yeah. Twitter. Do he you talks need now a massive Twitter. advocate in order to be successful in this industry? I mean, Cardano has Charles. Hey, Satoshi Nakamoto. Um, Boom, right? Tron He's gone. Tron has Justin Sun. He's quiet. Litecoin Kim has Bank. Johnny Kim. I mean, would you say that Bitcoin's <laughs> biggest advocate is Michael Saylor? Oh, God. Is that arguable? <sighs> I don't know. I don't know. Today. I think Bitcoin got it right because they said, hey... The founder and the team, we're all going to remain anonymous, all that kind of stuff. Hey, um, isn't Michael Saylor's <laughs> entire Bitcoin holdings in Bitcoin futures anyway? Like, does he actually <laughs> hold all the spot Bitcoin? No. I don't so, know. I don't know the answer. Uh, I heard that they bought if I have on to Coin- say, I, I remember he was running a TWAP on Coinbase like a, two years ago. I mean, of course he owns yeah, spot. I don't, I don't know. We're, we're getting off talk, topic here. Who, 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 who's next are we cutting over here? Tron. We definitely got to cut Justin Sun. <laughs> For all the Tron, the Just Coin, the Sun Coin, the Poloniex Exchange, Justin Sun is personally who I blame for the collapse of Luna. Hopefully, evidence will come out to sh- support that at some point. Apparently, no. Apparently, um, it was SBF. Yeah. So I'm uh, sure they were in collusion. Yeah. Three Arrows Capital came out um, yeah. of the woodwork now that Sam Bankman Fried like collapsed and all this kind of stuff. Uh, they came out and are saying like. Hey, Sam was responsible for our yeah, collapse. All of a sudden, they're honest now, right? Let's believe them. Yeah. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, 
offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. All right, uh, Avalanche, guilty of corporate espionage. Uh, <laughs> Wait, get what? Out. Oh, yeah. They're, they were doing a like, corporate espionage on Binance and Coinbase and literally everyone else in the space to steal some. Oh, I remember that one crooked lawyer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They came out yeah. with a video or something. Yeah, I remember uh, that. Let's see. Um, ton, the open network. <laughs> You're telling me that's rank 26? Two and a half billion dollars in value over there? Nope. Six? What the hell? Uh, I, I don't understand that one. I'm, I'm going to go with no. Mind-boggling. I'm going to go with no on that. Let's keep on going down. Um. Sorry, Roger, we really don't need Bitcoin Cash. Nope, don't need uh, it. I saw that it might be legal tender in St. Kitts and Nevis by next year, but we really don't need it. Uh, continuing down the list, we got some promising stuff over here. We're seeing lots of good value. Stellar Lumens and Kronos are... All these are yeah, trash. Guys. Stellar Lumens don't, don't need it. Uh, Filecoin's good. Frax is really good. Excited about what's being built over there. Uh, Luna Classic? No. That, nope. do we can just get rid of it. Um, let's see. Hedera is interesting. Uh, I met with Dominic again from Internet Computer. They're finally starting to make some good progress over there. Uh, Elrond just did their rebranding, and I have one of those cool Multiverse X hats. Uh, so they get a, a pass from me for at least another year. Chili's is doing interesting stuff. EOS, it's time to die. Goodbye. Time to die, that. EOS. I don't know why Trust Wallet has a token. Do you? I don't know why either, and it's always kind of sketched me out. Yeah, but Tezos, if you look at that, look at that uh, I, I, chart over there on Trust Wallet compared to everything else right now. So it's up ninety-one yeah, percent in the wow. past seven days. What the? Because hell? it's a Binance uh, project, maybe. Yeah. Well, uh, speaking of Binance projects, the Sandbox absolutely crushing it uh, in terms of value that they're building. Maybe not so much in price. Really, really <laughs> high on the Sandbox. Uh, ApeCoin. Uh, that needs to go to zero for sure. Needs to go to zero twice. <laughs> Get rid of ApeCoin. Uh, we got some more stable coins and other stuff going on over here. That's great. Uh, Bitcoin SV. Anything associated with Bitcoin SV. Any exchanges that list Bitcoin SV. Just get rid of them all together. Uh, yeah. I don't even know what tokenized exchange is. That's garbage. No. USDD is Justin Sun stable coin. It, there's... No. Get rid of WhiteBit. Get rid of BitTorrent. Get rid of Huobi. Uh, look at that poor little makers down at 65. I like this should Maker. be a top 10 token. This should be a top really 10 like... token. And it's over here at 65 because of all the other garbage ahead of it. Value, baby. I spot value, That's right? Not financial That's advice. Value. Full disclosure. That's I have exposure. Value right there. BTSE token garbage. E-cash garbage. Uh, Clayton's, I guess for games, osmosis is good. Uh, don't really use gate.io. They're kind nah. of on the fence with me. Uh, Aptos, I heard Aptos garbage, lost a whole shit to zero. I, I heard they lost a bunch of money in the FTX thing. They had they had they exposure did, uh, to Sam Bankman Fried for sure. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> they did. I saw Mo Holy in London. Shit. Actually, I couldn't miss his his flow his free flowing silver hair. Yeah, we went to the same steakhouse. Cool. Wow, love that. Um, Zcash is good. I forget what Radix is, so I'm not going to comment. Neo doesn't need to be here. No. The graph, awesome. That should be Very in the cool top stuff. 20 someday. Yeah, I like the graph. Uh, Phantom Arweave. We got some 
compound tokens over there. That's cool. Tether Gold. Uh, EVMOS is pretty high on the list of a Ethmos. lot of people in Cosmos. Not for me, though. Ethereum proof uh, of work so that, should be at zero, negative zero. Yeah, out of here. send that shit to zero. Ethereum yeah. Classic is Ethereum proof of work. We don't need two. Yep. Yeah, Why well, have both? Two. One's fine. One's fine. Um, <laughs> synthetic's good. Nexo actually does something. Mina's interesting. Eh. Curve's awesome. Dash is amazing. Thorchain we're big on. You think, I think Dash is amazing winners. still? Uh, for what it's actually doing. Like, for, for price action, it's piss poor. But you, for people in South America that don't have smartphones, you can actually transact crypto hmm. on a regular old SMS device through Dash. So they've actually built real world value that people are using, not just speculating on. So for that, I like Dash has my respect. I like Thorchain generally. Uh, there's some things yes. about it that I'd I'd like to change, but yeah, uh, yeah Thor, a couple Thorchain seems pretty. But cool. <laughs> uh, these guys and DYDX could both uh, be big winners about this. And look at GMX over here. Uh, this exchange has come yeah. out of nowhere this year, and it's already in the top hundred. So congrats on them. They've already 10xed. This year. And I like ENS, Ethereum name service. Yep. Right there. Uh, BitDAO, the that's not necessary to exist. Nope. Nope. Uh, all right. So that's basically our top 100. Let's go look at exchanges. Let's go back up to the top of the page and go over to the exchanges. Peace of mind is going in. This you is, know, when you stab, you just don't want to shot. Kill shot after kill shot. You know, we're going to do this, man. We're going to have to talk about crypto.com. Once, once we get to it, we, we don't want to rush it, but man, what a giant mess up on their end this weekend. Mm -hmm. uh, one after the other. So Coinbase, again, please, please, please be good. Uh, I don't want Coinbase to go down, uh, even though it, it does all the time. Uh, OKX doesn't need to be here. Bybit doesn't need to be here. These are just shit coin uh, Asian exchanges that are trading against their customers and fleecing them. Gambling casinos, if you will. Uh, big fan of KuCoin, though. I want them to be do doing good. Uh, Kraken, same thing. Jesse big Powell. Fan. Maybe maybe he should... Like, if I had to pick one guy in this space to be the spokesman, I think I would vote for Jesse Powell. He's a good guy. Uh, yeah, I, mean, I think he did exist. step down. He stepped down as CEO, I believe. But I think he's still he like, did. on the board. He did. You're, you're right. He needed more time for Twitter spaces. Nice. Um, well, if we're going to have Tether, we have to have Bitfinex. I would like to see some truth actually get settled in this case, because this is really the big elephant in the room. Bitfinex and Tether. Tether's been backed by a whole bunch of other things besides cash. So that's where a lot of the concern comes in. There's a lot of other rumors about what Bitfinex has done in the past. But because they have such a huge spotlight on them, I don't mm. think that they're bad actors. We've had Palo Arduino on the show before. Um, but again, these are one of these guys that have been around this space forever. So whether they're going to be good actors or bad actors, they need to pick a side and stick with it. Um, and I'd like to believe that currently they're on the side of good. But there's many others that will probably comment below that will vehemently disagree and they have every right to do so. Mm. Uh, Binance US doesn't need to be here. Just bring back normal <laughs> Binance. Uh, Gemini has been great. 
Binance itself is probably my favorite exchange that I can't use anymore. But, um, I mean, that for better or for worse, that was one of the biggest hubs of crypto along with Coinbase. Yeah. Gate.io, <clears throat> questionable. Uh, questionable. BitGet. Uh, questionable. Also questionable. Crypto.com. Brendan, what's going on with Crypto.com? Well... They have shot their they've shot themselves in the foot multiple times. So it started out after FTX imploded. They said, "Hey, we're going to halt Solana, USDC, USDT, a couple of assets." Wasn't a big deal, but it was enough to spook people. So in their response, they were saying, "Hey guys, we're going to release a proof of audit or a proof of reserves showing that we actually have the money that we say that we had." And in this proof of reserves, they showed that they had more Shiba Inu than they did Ethereum, USDC, USDT, and any other asset with the exception of Bitcoin. So that spooked people out. And they said, hey, you know, do we really want to have our money with someone like this? And so what they did next is they started trying to move around funds. And they, they accidentally sent 82% of their Ethereum reserves to the wrong address. This was 320,000 Ethereum worth roughly $400 million. And they accidentally sent it to the wrong address and everyone freaked out. So their CEO came out and said, hey, yeah, we accidentally sent this to the wrong address. Luckily, it was a gate.io address. We got a hold of them and they're going to be nice guys and send it back to us. But after that so happened, sketch. everyone lost faith. They say, how do you accidentally misplace 320,000 Ethereum. Like if that would have been anyone else, then the odds are they would have never gotten it back. And that would have been a detrimental hit to their exchange and all the investors. They would have definitely started halting more withdrawals if they didn't get that money back. Right? Yeah. And then they came out and changed their story and they said, oh, it was our corporate account at gate.io that we actually sent it to. Um, so there's, there's some lies going on here, but either way, Bryce, you and I both deal in institutional grade custody services. We know how these back ends work. And in fact, someone from crypto.com who's familiar with the actual system came on Mario's Twitter spaces earlier this week and said, yeah, it's literally impossible to send something to the wrong address unless you literally have like five to seven people just completely glossing over these secondary approvals. You know what you want to know what's troubling is, is like this white bit thing, for instance, like if you go um, and, and you see the uh, the liquidity like on any pair, white bit tends yeah. to be like one of the most liquid pairs. In fact, TiVo, if you could just go back to the home screen and just hit on Bitcoin real quick. Um, and I'm and I and nobody I knew know uses uh, white bit. So go to yeah. Yeah, click that little coin gecko hit Bitcoin. And then scroll down and hit uh, markets right next to overview and general and social. You can see markets. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Right there. And then uh, scroll yeah. down. Just click. Uh, like, plus we know two this depth. list is bullshit. Yeah. Like, and you've got Bitforex. these trust scores in green next to it, but yeah. those should be fucking red. They should be like giant red middle fingers or. 
Uh, TiVo, click plus two depth or negative two depth. Yeah, so like you can see Bit4x and Whitebit in Digifinex, like at the top of these, you know, lists. It's like those those are not real orders. Like you cannot put no. in a forty-four million dollar order and only have two percent slippage on Bit4x. All those orders Absolutely would get not. pulled. Um, it's phantom liquidity, and it's a problem. And I don't know why they have a high trust score. So this is calling yeah. out CoinGecko and CoinMarketCap and all these exchanges who give trust scores to exchanges like Whitebit and BitForex um, that you know that's phantom liquidity. Um, so kind of crazy. I don't know how, how they generate it, and it's, it's all BS, but... Anyhow, uh, of everything we're looking at on this entire page, like Binance is probably legit. Uh, Bitstamp is probably legit. Bitfinex Kraken is legit. legit. Kraken. Gemini is legit. But everything else that I'm even looking at on this page is horse shit. That's what, four out of what, 30? Yeah, <laughs> practically. That are actually legitimate? It's in that needs to change if we're going to go forward. All the all the big ones that are bullshit, like obviously FTX, Crypto.com, and Question. Those are all the biggest ones that advertise, right? It's like the arena yeah. getting pulled. Like Crypto.com's on CNBC sponsors the ticker. They're on the floor at the Wells Fargo Center in Philly. Yeah. Like, I, it's it's quite alarming that you know, yeah. and you yeah. barely I, you barely see a Coinbase ad. I mean, you see a couple, but you don't see Kraken or Gemini, the ones you guys are saying that you like. You I mean, would I find that interesting. I mean, you'd now, expect crypto.com does make money because they trade on a large spread and they have, while they say zero fees, they're actually trading a really huge spread against spot price. Yeah. So they do generate a lot of money that way. Um, I don't know what kind of deal they have for credit card fees or, but it seems to me like this has been one company that was never concerned about profit. It was just about user acquisition and brand awareness for a big sale and exit later. And if that's what their strategy is, that's perfectly fine. And the fact that they're willing to show that 20% of their holdings are in Shiba, uh, it actually sounds truthful to me because that's the kind of people that use crypto.com. They're there for the first time and Shiba is like their gateway drug into crypto. But there's still a lot of sketchiness going on around there. And we know that because anyone who's not sketchy in the space comes on our podcast and they talk to us and they're open and we have great conversations on and off the record. And Chris Marsleck has been one guy who's even forbid his people from coming on our podcast the same day of just canceling it for no reason. So he definitely is acting as if he has something to hide. And it's been this way since 2018 when we met in Singapore uh, that he has been acting really shady, which is really, mm. really weird. So because no one else has acted like this with the exception of Sam Bankman Freed who I met at Bitcoin 2021 and I approached him and he asked me to go away because he was in some kind of meeting, even though it was in like this public whale room, but okay, sure. Then in a meeting, fine. No problem. I don't mean to interrupt, but usually people like that would say like, you know, let's chat later or whatever it is, but he wanted nothing to do with us or me or anything. Why is that? Why are people who want to get exposure like the good ones because they want to grow their projects and the people that don't want media exposure is because they're trying to hide something. Mm. Yeah. It just makes crazy. sense. Crazy. So crazy. No, I know he, he was going around DC talking with, with regulators and I just saw something on uh, Elon Musk's Twitter. He says, 
Uh, one of the questions we should be asking is for um, if Sam Bankman-Fried was funneling money to the Democratic Party and the World Economic Forum, and it was a big money laundering scheme. Uh, so I don't know. Uh, there might be something more nefarious, but we'll talk about that next week uh, and much more the Crypto Rundown. Um, guys, thanks for joining us.